Do you love decorating your home with your personality and showing people who you are as soon as they enter the room? But maybe it's just so difficult to find what you are looking for. Maybe some Pokemon card coasters. Or maybe even some Totoro miniature vases. Hell, maybe even a Star Wars Rebel logo canvas for your wall. Well, luckily for you, us over here at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks have teamed up with Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T to give you what you've been looking for. Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T has opened up her Etsy shop where you can decorate your home and yourself with your favorite nerdum, from anime to Disney animations or even mythical creatures. If you are looking for it, Tiny T from Nerdy Crafts has got it. You can find Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T by searching Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T on Facebook and Etsy or by clicking the links provided to you on the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast page. Also, make sure you use the code LEVELINGUP at checkout to save yourself 10% off your purchase. That's code LEVELINGUP at checkout to save yourself 10% off. Decorate your home with Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T today. Hey, what's good, everybody? It's me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, and you are listening to Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts, Rebellious D and Trav the Trash Man Martin. How you fellas doing today? Peachy baby, ready to rock. Hey guys, I am so happy because this is our Great Pretender Month. And, uh, you know, joining us are the cast from the Great Pretender anime show on Netflix. And uh, today joining us is Kasar Muhammad. And uh, I'm just happy that uh, she's joining us. I'm happy that we are doing this. I'm happy Mm -hmm. that, you know, we have the opportunity to, you know, reach out to these voice actors and actresses and have them come up here and join us. So that way that everybody that's listening can hear their stories and just hear how much of an amazing person that these people are. So before we get into giving her a call, here's a word from our sponsors. And uh, yeah. Golden Eat Tattoo. You can find them at 3109 Airline Boulevard, Portsmouth, Virginia for all your nerd related tattoos. Leading the area, that is Miss Denise and her team. If you call over there and you mention leveling up banks, you get 10% off your tattoo. That number is going to be 757-465-1010. Call them today. Hey, it's good to see you guys as always. And uh, mm-hmm. joining us on today's episode, or interview that is, is Miss Kasar Muhammad. How are you doing today, Kasar? What's up, what's up, what's up? Happy to be here. Hey, it is so awesome having you up here. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited. I told Trav and D about this because... The Great Pretender, it was one of my favorite animes that I watched last year. And, you know, I told D about it as soon as I started watching it. And then Trav, he finally started watching it. And, mm-hmm. you know, just to be able to have a podcast where we're able to talk with the cast of the show, like it's an awesome feeling and that's to talk about you guys' careers and whatnot. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on and the support for the show. i um, also just really excited about how the team pulled it together and the way it looks. So um, just a big shout out to the team that made it happen. And yeah, just happy to be a part of it. We well, like we're going to get, hell yeah. Well, we're going to get to talking about the great pretender. We're going to be talking about a bunch of other stuff that you've done. So Costa, something that we do here with all of our guests is we ask, what is your origin story? Every hero or villain has one. So tell everybody who you okay, are. I hope I'm a villain. I would love to be a villain. <laughs> I like that. We don't usually <laughs> have I'm that not. many villains up Uh-oh. <laughs> Right. No, I'm not. Whenever I test, I land up in Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw, not Slytherin. Um, but that's its own thing. 
Um, origin story. So I grew up in the Bay Area, so like Northern California. And then I just was doing a lot of like goofy theater stuff growing up, but I didn't know what it was then. I would just be like making music videos with my friends or like putting on sketches for people with no one to watch or like performing outside of a library, aka just like singing outside of a library. <laughs> um, and then that kind of grew to being involved with theater at, in um, high school and middle school. And just really loved being able to make people laugh and like what we could do with being on stage. Went to college, thought I could get out of it and do like a traditional career path. Didn't work, got suckered back into acting and comedy and theater when I joined um, my college's sort of like sketch group. Um, And then that was it. It was like, okay, because I didn't really know what sketch was before. There was no name to it. Like I didn't grow up watching Saturday Night Live. Didn't know even that existed. but then once there was a name to what I had been doing, which was sketch, it was like, oh, okay, this is this is everything. <laughs> and here I am. Awesome. Here you are. Awesome. Here we are, right yeah. here. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You know, we've had a couple of, uh, you know, people who have done sketch and improv before here on the podcast. Now, you know, when it comes to doing sketch, because I've seen some of your videos on YouTube, like... What is the fundamentals that go into doing everything? Like, are you somebody that, you know, it just pops up into your head and you ad lib it? Or (laughs) are you somebody that, you know, needs to rehearse what you want to do? Yeah, there are some folks who are so funny and are just like naturally that funny. And they just walk up onto set or into the voice booth and are like, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, you are the wittiest person ever. Um, I'm a huge planner. I'm a huge planner. Um, so I, I like, even when it comes to voiceover or, or even my character stuff, I like to have, I get super heady about it. So I'll like write every possible button, alternates to every line and ways to do it and then have to do it a million times. Um, but even, even when it comes to voiceover stuff, like when I walk, before I walk into a booth, um, especially if it's animation, I try to have like my alts ready of like, okay, how would I? do this in, in every possible way. It's, it's the type A. It's the Ravenclaw in me. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the Harry Potter references, even though I still haven't seen Harry Potter. And this these guys, they, yeah. they get on. Yeah. You heard Why correct. not? Hey, if you, yeah. you want to leave, but you know, I'm on you're the spot. more than welcome. I got to go. <laughs> I'll yeah. talk to you Especially later. comes on USA and sci-fi uh, like every day. Too. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't let him leave. Hit him with that Avada Kedavra and send him where he needs to go. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not something... Here. It's something that's definitely on my list of things to watch. But bucket it's list. Like, you gotta watch it's, it. It's so good. Hey, I, it's, my list is long. <laughs> Trash, right? But Trash? it should be at the top of the list. That's like okay, but I can't even talk because there's certain things that I just haven't seen that everyone else has seen. So okay, well, uh, since we're here now, give us a couple. Of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give me, give me one that's like, how have you not seen this by now? Okay, this is this is the one. Uh, I haven't properly watched Game of Thrones ever. Like I have neither so you're good yeah, yeah. But he, this guy's list is a lot longer no, is there anything yeah. else game of thrones is great though I also you had to, you had to pay for game of thrones right yes. it won't like a free thing yeah i, I yeah. know people yeah, who ain't true. seen like home alone like how have you not seen home alone bro? okay yeah hey, i know people who haven't seen the lost boys or i haven't seen uh, yeah that's a good one right. hey, put it on your list but now Here i know put it on your list right now i know yep what else start <laughs> start star trek I've never seen Star Trek. Uh, Trekkies will go after you, but you know it's to each their own. <laughs> I think I think that that's one that's kind of like an acquired taste. I will say, yeah. mm. Star Trek is not for everyone. Well, because it's a genre, right? Yes. It's not right. 
But I mean, every, everybody got to watch The Breakfast Club, though. There's no excuse. Yeah, exactly. Got to see no? The Breakfast Club. Hey. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, hey, watch you know, it. I know. Try about to bring out that Clueless. That Clueless. Maybe that Groundhog's Day. That Groundhog's Day. Addy Shack. <laughs> uh, the originals. But uh, I mean, you know, since we're talking about old movies, uh, you know, you're currently on Jurassic Park camp. Uh, what is it? Camp Cretaceous? Yeah, Camp Cretaceous. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, Camp Cretaceous. Sorry. I'm yeah, that's a big no, word for fine. banks. So yeah, I'm that proud is of you, a big buddy. word for me. I don't I use still say word. Camp Cretaceous <laughs> like the crab. Yeah, it's I'm not. The I mess it up, so you're good. But, Camp, Camp so Cretaceous. Like, how was it, uh, you know, being on that show? Like, were you a fan of Jurassic Park growing up? Yeah, huge fan of Jurassic uh, Park and also dinosaurs. I think um, more, like, when I grew up, I, when I was younger, I wanted to be... Um, like a paleontologist when I grew up. I don't even know how I knew what a paleontologist was. Yeah. It was just like dinosaurs. Yeah, that's my thing. Um, I'm pretty sure like one career day I like showed up. There was like one where I like wore these like cargo pants and a magnifying glass and I was a paleontologist. <laughs> but did, but did you had the raptor claw and did you scare some kid? Like, no, but no. I should have. It was a weak costume. That's what it truly was. Everyone was like, what are you? And I was like, I'm <laughs> So, yeah, I just, like, really loved dinosaurs growing up. And even, like, into adulthood, just, like, really liked dinosaurs. Um, and Jurassic Park, too, was, uh, you know, it was Jurassic Park. It was so formative. Um, and, uh, but when I was started doing the show, I didn't really know the full capacity of, like, what it was, you know? Because everything sort of has this code name. Right. So, um, I was just like, oh, okay, cool, a show. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh. at, like, I think, like, after having recorded the pilot, I was like, oh, this is like, this is not just any camp. This is a Jurassic Park camp. <laughs> um, so it, that that was really fun too. And just to see over the series how they tied in that, it into the actual canon, like I had no idea that was going to happen. So in that way too, it felt, it's just, it's just continuously felt more and more special. And I've felt so much love for that show. And the whole, yeah, again, also the whole team on that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, Jurassic Park, it's always been one of those things, like, it'll always have a fond memory, you know, in oh, my mind. Cult classic, because, sir. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a cult classic, and, right. you know, my uncle, he took me to go see that movie when I was a kid, and I was afraid because of the dinosaurs and whatnot, and I remember they was doing construction out my grandparents' neighborhood, Yeah, and, like, it was a bunch of loud noises and whatnot, and, you know, I really thought that there were dinosaurs in my grandparents' <laughs> neighborhood, so... Like, I mean, these guys can tell you, it's just like, I, I scare easily. Easy. You know <laughs> Easy. So it's, so it's uh, it was just why. And like my grandma, like she just kept on asking me, like, why was I hiding behind the bed? And oh. I'm just like, I'm just like, because the T-Rex going to come and get, I mean, because you saw what the T-Rex did Ooh. to the guy in the car. Like, yeah, but I, I know this. He did not sound like construction work. I know this. So <laughs> That's right. Bro, it was loud noises and it was okay. going on for a week. Like, I was afraid to go outside, bro. I was afraid <laughs> to go in the backyard because I, I literally thought that I was going to get eaten by a dinosaur, man. That's <laughs> so sad. It, it so is sad. sad. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> It's just but, you know, it's like it's real though because it's like I think as a kid, I think so many kids have a fascination with dinosaurs because it's like mm -hmm. this thing that is so big and so monstrous, and like they That's also actually existed. You know, it's like yep. every kid knows a unicorn slash mermaid. Like there's like a fifty fifty percent chance that those are actually existing, but dinosaurs, those are fact. <laughs> mm, yep, exactly, man. And it's it's just so many things like when you're a child and like your imagination because. I remember like whenever there used to be a thunderstorm outside, 
I used to hide underneath the table because I used to think that the lightning was going to come through the house and get this guy. (laughs) All I can say about Jurassic Park is I'm going to run you over when I come back down here. My man (laughs) Dennis was holding it down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's talk about what was it when you first got into acting? Like, what was your first acting gig like? So my first acting gig was uh, eighth grade, Aladdin. Okay, I played hey, the guard. Got mm. by Disney, we right there. <laughs> yeah, got by Disney. Um, yeah, so uh, like, I guess. And do you mean sort of maybe like TV film or voice acting sort of thing? Uh, yeah, like TV film, yeah, acting, and then we can get into voice acting. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I think like it's it's hard to say the first. I'm sure the first like. TV thing was like probably like a random co-star. It was a co-star on Game Shakers on Nickelodeon. Mm. Um, I remember that. Yeah, show. it was my first one ever, and it was I was in Toronto at that time with my my mom and my sister, and we I had to like leave early to come back to shoot this co-star, and it was like ah oh, shoot, um, but also like yay my first co-star. I think the, getting the first one is just always the hardest thing in terms of t- TV credits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, Bullock and Snowcasting, who took a chance on me. <laughs> yep. And um, so I think that was the first thing. But I think when I first graduated, I hadn't joined the union yet. So I have to credit a lot, a lot of my I sort of like early work to uh, BuzzFeed opportunities because they were and the, and the team at BuzzFeed because they were doing so many um, shorts at that time, sketches at that time, or branded content. So while it was harder to book anything sort of outside of that, because it was normally SAG or bigger, BuzzFeed did a good job of paying um, for, for what felt like, you know, like like paying for non-union work at that time and doing funny stuff with like good, talented people. Um, so, and one of the people I met on a BuzzFeed, like some, a, a couple of the people I've met on BuzzFeed sets are people who are like, doing big stuff today and that I still sort of stay in touch with today. So I was very grateful for that because it gave me enough content to make my own reel. And then, you know, from the reel sort of like worked my way up, started doing more stuff. Um, A big thing along the way was creating my own content um, because feeling like, you know, like I, I think also, you know, being who I am, like it was also like, okay, like what roles am I going to be able to find for myself? Mm -hmm. And so having to write some of those roles and then finding good people to collaborate with along with my along the way, my sketch team, my South Asian sketch comedy team, my friends, so all those things. Awesome. Hey, yeah, that so is now, awesome. Yeah, that's so pretty bad. It, you know, to piggyback off of what you had said, because like I remember like seeing like the BuzzFeed videos. I mean, you can mm-hmm. even say Vine or the mm-hmm. um early like YouTube video, like where people were making shorts and whatnot, and to just see how far like everybody has come. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like that stuff, like it puts you out there. And especially if you're in these videos all the time, like people, they start putting the face to who you are. They may not know what your name is, but it's just like, oh, I've seen that person before. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's awesome to, you know, get that starting there and then kind of catapult into where you are right now in your career. Now to take it to voice acting, I saw that the first thing that you did was I animated me and Trav, you know, we, we really enjoyed it. It was Cannon Busters. And, uh, Cannon Busters. I remember when we first started the podcast, you know, cause I'm a huge fan of Ken Michael. And like, I was just like, yo, Ken Michael's on Cannon Busters. So let's reach out to Ken Michael. And we had him come up here on the podcast. He voiced uh, Philly the Kid up there. Mm. And 
then when you know I reached out to you and I was just like oh snap like she was on Cannon Busters too and that's awesome yeah. so that was your first uh voice acting and anime so like how was that so yeah so for Cannon Busters uh I think I think there might have been it's hard to know the order also because it's like you record something and then it might not right. come out until like three years later versus anime does come out a little bit faster when it comes to dubbing mm-hmm. um so but Cannon Busters was my first dubbing uh, anime dubbing project, and I, we, they're the same as the ones for The Great Pretender, NYAV Post. So it's like uh, Stephanie and Michael and more Michaels over There's another Michael, too, over there. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, they're so excellent. Like, they really get into the art of it and, and just getting very specific about the delivery of it and, and the intention of it. So in that, it was and also the delivery and the intention, but also, like, what what else could be brought to it with this new voice that's doing it, mm-hmm. you know? So whether it was manic, which was so, I think that's also one of my funnest roles ever. Um, Cause uh, it was like super inspired by like Harley Quinn for it and stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I could probably never, I mean, traditionally and historically a Pakistani woman is not going to be, you know, blonde Harley Quinn, but in voiceover, it's different, you know? Right. Um, so the freedom with that was was really awesome and uh, was so much fun. And one of my recording sessions, LaShawn Thomas was there and being able to chat with him about it and just to just to like connect on this very real like uh, love of seeing people of color in anime was was really lovely and, and rewarding, mm. too. So I'm super, super proud to have been a part of um, all of NYAB's projects. Or those two, not all of them. I'm not part of all of them. There's just <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. Like uh, with Cannon Busters, you know, one of the things that we had said when uh, we were interviewing Ken was that you know the people of color on the show, it's just like they just feel like they're normal people. Like they're mm-hmm. they weren't stereotypes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to seeing people of color in anime, you really don't have a lot of representation. So. It was cool and refreshing to have a series come out like that, mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know, it was just normal people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. And, you know, that's something that we're still hoping that we get a season two of because, you know, season one, it just ended on a cliffhanger. And yeah. you already know how Netflix is when it comes to, you know, anime, TV shows, movies. Renewals. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just, just like dumb. something can be a banger. And then it's just yeah, like, we never coin. get Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I like, don't understand the algorithm. <laughs> nope. My take on that is I know um, uh, LaShawn Thomas has a really good relationship with Netflix. So it could just be something, too, where he's just kind of busy doing other stuff and just can't do it right now. But maybe they've had discussions about picking it back up a year or two from now or something. Now, so hope for that. Uh, Cannon Busters season one was what year? 2016. 2019. Oh, it was, was it 2019? Okay, yeah, so and 2020 was yeah. so long. It could have something. <laughs> so yeah, long. that's what I'm getting at. It could have something to do with the pandemic because of all the movie shootings and stuff. And right. Some people having to switch to shooting or recording from home and yeah. stuff like that. So it could just be. It could have just be when season one came out. Realistically. Mm-hmm. Or know. other projects. I mean, because I know well, that uh, too. But I mean, it's he just had like Yasuke. Yeah, Yasuke. Yeah, with the, the pandemic falling right in between, you know, his ideas mm-hmm. for season two and things like that. It could just be that, man. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you, uh, I have no idea. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like we never know. We never know. Nobody knows. All I know is I need more of it. That's all I know. Uh, right. You know. <laughs> 
So something that I wanted to bring up, because this is one of Dee's favorite shows, uh, Black Lightning. You were up there. Yeah. I shot that. That was also, that feels like a while ago. I think that was also 2019. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I shot that in 2019. For the streets? Um, the streets. There we go. God, this um, guy loves this stuff. Yeah. That was, <laughs> Yeah, working with Nafisa Williams was so awesome. She's amazing and so kind. And also having the queer representation on the show and the queer mm-hmm. POC representation on the show. So I was also so, so excited to be on that show. Um, it was uh, it was for one episode, but it, I really, really enjoyed my time on there. And everybody was really lovely and got to play a lot mm-hmm. within that. So was um was a big fan. Yeah. So like... Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, so are you into, like, comic book characters and stuff like that? You know, I am not so much, but I fully, like, I, like, wish I was because I understand the beauty and the art of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the, the comic books that I own are the Miss Marvel, like, some of the Miss Marvel ones. Because, um, you know, Pakistani Muslim. Right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> other than that, I, yeah, I don't really know all of all of it. But I feel like if I were to, I would get like obsessive and then just go too deep, you know. Yeah, so it's lot. like something I'm like, let me just keep it. Let me keep it at bay so I don't <laughs> completely lose my social life. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd get too deep because I get obsessive about stuff. Yeah. That's so what happens you looking, to your boy. <laughs> are you looking forward it. to the live action show that's coming out on Disney Plus? I cannot wait for it. I'm so excited. Um, one of my really good friends uh, plays the brother on that show. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Tiger Shake. Yeah. I think it's going to be so important. I think it's going to be so important. I am excited that it's Marvel because I feel like everything that Marvel's been doing has been like very intentional um, mm-hmm. and giving a lot of depth to the story. So I'm so interested in how they're going to tell the story. Just saw Shang um, saying Shang. <laughs> Shang-Chi. Yeah. I I, I was butchering the name last night. I'm going to practice it. Yeah. I saw it yesterday. So I need like some, I need like a day or two to practice it, how to say it. Um, But um, so good. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it's like, that's what happens when we're able to tell stories in a different way. And we allow Mm -hmm. other people to tell those stories, you know, who's directing it, who's writing it. Um, So in that way, I'm really, really excited about Miss Marvel live action. And I think it's going to be such an important one. Yeah, now something I wanted to touch on was, you know, how earlier you had mentioned, you know, the representation for the queer community and people of color. And I do think that it's awesome that, you know, and all of these projects that are coming out now, whether it be DC or Marvel, like there's representation for everybody out there compared yeah. to, you know, when we were growing up, you really didn't see that much of it. And, right. you know, I, like how you said um, with Shang-Chi, when me and Trav, when we went to watch it the other day, I was just like, bro, like, this film is beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I put it on the same level as uh, Black Panther with just mm-hmm. the visuals and the music and the action. Like, it's a really good film. And everybody that's watching or listening to this, if you haven't seen it, like, you need to go and watch it. because Right it's really now. Good. Mm-hmm. Right And if now. you can't watch it, if you can't go to the theaters and watch it, you can always wait for it to come out. And then when it comes out on digital or Disney Plus or whatever watch it because it like, on it. it's it, it's stunning like it's it's really it's good so good mm-hmm. it's so 
Good. And I'm usually like someone who like in the middle of action scenes, like I just get bored because I'm just like, Mm -hmm. okay, people fighting, whatever. Mm -hmm. But they were so good and so, Mm -hmm. so riveting. And the acting, everybody's acting is amazing. The storyline like only gets better throughout the movie, which I can't say that about a lot of movies. It's like Mm -hmm. every storyline point in that I'm just like, yes, (laughs) it just gets even deeper, you know? Um, So I think there was never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. And so, yeah, I just like, yes, yes. Also female director. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, the only thing I say is like, watch it, watch it, watch it. Because I think the other thing is, yes, all this representation, which is amazing. And then we have to show up on the other end to be like, that's what we care about, you know? So, yes. And I think, I think the... The sales matter, how immediately we watch and stream and click, those mm-hmm. things matter. So, you know, doing it as soon as we can and 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 it's just it makes a difference. At the end of the day, it's um it's how we how we show up and, and let people know that's what we want. Mm-hmm. I yeah, definitely yeah. think mm-hmm. go try. No, I was gonna say this thing's projected to make about eighty million by mm. the end of the weekend. So mm. like you just said, if People want it. You got to show up because the studios aren't going to do it if they don't make money. It just as crummy as that sounds at the end of the day, the studios are not going to continue to do it if they don't profit off of it. So Mm -hmm. you got to show up and, you Mm -hmm. know, put in your money towards it so you can keep that trend going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that and I think like it's like there's more on the line, too, you know, when it comes to like something that we're not like. Again, like, I don't even think, uh, Shang-Chi, how do I say Benjamin? You say it right. Shang-Chi. Yeah, Shang-Chi, yep. I'm going to remember that now. Shang-Chi, I feel like it's not even about it being like an Asian superhero movie. It's just so good, Good, you know? And then it's just like, but the stakes are that if numbers don't go above and beyond, like Trav was saying, the stakes are, oh, it was a superhero, Asian superhero movie gone wrong, you know? So, and yeah. Yeah, a lot of times you just get one shot too. Yeah. You, they get yeah. one chance. We get one, well, remember, one, one chance. Well, uh, remember because uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Feige, Feige, all Feige. 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 Kevin Feige, he had, he had came out and he had said something like, "This is uh, uh, like they're taking a chance or something like that," and this offended the actors, yeah. and actresses that were in the movie because it's just like, no, like. It's like you aren't taking a chance. Like this is a Marvel movie. It's just like it's going to be a good film. It's going to be not. fine. Yeah. yeah. I just and, think that Marvel as a as a company, they do such a good job with um, everything across the board from yeah. production standpoints yeah. to uh, diversity. You know, touching on all the issues and getting other races spotlight. I don't know what he was worried about to be honest. And it's yeah. just like when it going back to the fight scenes, it's like visually they keep you there. They do a little bit mm-hmm. more in movies like a Dr. Strange or this one mm-hmm. or Black Panther. It's not just straight choreographics. It's like they do a good job of blending physical and uh, right. like mental, like, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. No, give absolutely. you a lot to look at, you know? Mm-hmm. I so. think what he meant from that comment was he probably had to fight the board to get these kind of mm-hmm. movies made. I've re- I don't think he meant anything like yeah, that. I, don't I think, think he, he meant was it saying he fought mm-hmm. to get these movies and you know, again, people got to show up and put money in so they can yeah, continue exactly. to make those kind of movies. Yeah, but yep. unfortunately, because it is a pandemic too, like a lot of people still aren't going to the mm. movies. So it's like, I understand why, you know, they wanted to release some of their movies on Disney Plus, but at the yeah. same time, because of like the contracts and all of that stuff, yes. it's like, you know, you can't, like everybody want to get paid. Yeah, but yeah. the thing too. Like, that's, and like, that's, 
and that's the reason why you know you got the whole thing now with Scarlett Johansson and Disney mm-hmm. because of the sales between Disney Plus and the movie theater sales. Well, you know, so I just want to piggyback off what you're saying, Banks. Also, the other standpoint is because of the pandemic, a lot of movie theaters have been shutting down and stuff. That's right. So it's too. like people can only go with you know if it's not available to you or convenient. Some people just won't go. On That's top true. of you know having to wear a mask and things like that, so mm-hmm. it just kind of sucks right too, now. They hit mm-hmm. you with another piggyback. Uh-oh. It's like the movie Double. theaters that are still open. You know, you have people that it's just like I'm not driving two hours just exactly. to go to a movie theater. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm Which so, is not it's not crazy to think about. You know, it just kind of sucks. You know. Yeah. Just to piggyback I, off of what you're saying. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 we the combo break. Hey, yeah. combo break. And, to piggyback yes. off of that. Ooh, <laughs> okay. Okay. We're at capacity. Feel, <laughs> right. I feel like it's an, it's an interesting thing, too, because, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a funny time for content and movies and film because yes. at the same time, like, you know, it's like, what? I don't know. It's like, you know, some theaters are filled to capacity, which right. is like, mm-hmm. okay, should we be having that right now? Versus... You know, like the ones that aren't necessarily, and it's also like there's such a demand for content, but also that I think that's why animation and voice and all that, like all animated and, and anime stuff is bigger right now because you can do it without. And yep. also just the amount of, of people I'm thinking of from like an actor's perspective, it's like, you know, like having having the, the big screen relief release is big and I think also brings in more money. Um, but also for Scar- Scarlett Johansson, it's like, that demand also, it's like, and I don't know the the ins and outs of it, ins and outs of it, but it's also like it was that one that blew up, right? We all heard about that, right? Mm-hmm. But it like, is that because she's a woman? You know, right. like what a man who made the same demand? It probably and, happens all the time that situation. Yeah. So it's just like all these factors, and I think at the end of the day, it's just like we're in a wild time, y'all, and content is all the more um, a part of daily life because I feel like we depend on it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, something, too, I wanted to piggyback off of what you had said. Dang, this is another piggyback. Yeah. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, was earlier when you were saying about, uh, you know, how you have, you know, female directors and, like, they're doing big things. Because Candyman came out uh, back in, was it was it September or was it August? I think it was, August, like, the end of August. It was the it end of out. August. And, uh, and Nia DaCosta, yeah. like, she became the first Black female director to make a film that blew up and like made a bunch of money. And, you know, it's just like everybody on social media, it's like, you know, they keep on saying, oh, it's a Jordan Peele film. And I'm just like, yo, Jordan Peele, yeah. he produced it. You know, you got to put some respect yeah, on yeah. his name. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like she killed it. It was a really good movie. Have you, did you have the chance I to see it? I am obsessed. That's another downward spot. That's like a spiral thing. Nice. Like once I get started, I can't nice. stop. Um, love Everything it. Everything is going I, according to plan. Yeah, yeah. Love <laughs> horror. Yes. I, um, I've been wait. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. I wanted to watch it in theaters. So, cause I, that's my thing. I love watching horror in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so like I, I didn't get, I hadn't gotten to yet. I, um, but I watched the original Candyman this weekend in preparation. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get through that and then I'll go watch it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm so interested and so excited to see what they do with it. Cause also it's, so it's like, good. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, and- quick side note, um, before I forget this little fact, you know the scene where Tony Todd in the original has the bees in his mouth? Yeah, yeah. I've you seen know that. he actually did that? And yeah. he got paid $1,000 for every bee that stung him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he got stung, I think it was 20, 23, 23 times. times. Yep. 23 mm-hmm. times. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, he's still part. living off that money. Just to let now, y'all. No question. <laughs> That's okay. time, bro. I'm pretty Wait. sure he's, yes. Question for y'all. Would you uh, do that? A thousand bucks, bees yeah. in your mouth. I'm not scared yeah. of bees and I'm not allergic, so. Yeah. I've been stung before, so not, I mean, as long as it's not a water bug, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I mean, that's like a year's salary for a lot of people, so. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. You yeah. know, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If- <laughs> and it's strange, too, because bees aren't, you know, they're, I guess they're in some kind of way, like, venomous, but it's like, it doesn't, the effects aren't, like, crazy. Oh, but, I've never been stung by a bee. I have. Unless it's my girl, then it is dangerous. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's, that's my understanding of these things. Okay? Macaulay, get out of there. You, know, you got to jump the in the lake. Damage. He took all the crit damage. <laughs> Now, just to yeah. let you guys know, I've I've only seen like the first thirty minutes of. Oh, uh, we, we know. know. And we already assumed, <laughs> and we got I, you. I didn't get to that part either, but it's go- I'm gonna appreciate it all the more once I get to hey, it. It's sad. I'm tonight. telling. So does he? Does so does he return in my girl too? Yes, they use a phoenix. Uh, phoenix down. A phoenix oh, okay. down. Yep. Oh, they bring him back to life. Okay, nice. Yes. There we go. The moon <laughs> ring had powers. So. <laughs> To take it back to voice acting, I wanted to touch on that you were in Rage 2 and Gears 5. Mm-hmm. So, like, how was it lending your voice to the video game world? Yeah, video games are so fun. I feel like they're fun and they're also hard work. Um, yeah. And especially, like, this, like the it's a lot of voice efforts. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot of, like, like, okay, now make a sound of um, as if you're rolling off a cliff and then you go through a fire pit. And then at the <laughs> end of the fire pit, you... You fall into an ocean and then you choke to death. Like, <laughs> what? Um, but voice, yeah, video games are super fun. I think in in all my um, video game experiences, it's it's just fun to contribute to that world because it's such a specific world and such a specific um, means of storytelling. You know, like it's always fun when the person's like, okay, so like this is the world and they're doing this. So like, how do you want to create this character who lives in this thing where a bunch of zombies have just killed everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the storytelling of video game is something I'm still like really uh, interested, like learning about. Um, Cause I don't, I don't play a lot of video games, but I'm also like um, through voiceover. I'm like, wow, it's a whole world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's fun because of, because you lend your voice to these different medias, it's like you're automatically kind of connected to everything. Right. And which is interesting. Like, even if you're just watching playthroughs, you're kind of connected mm. to see what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. It's cool. And it's just like, it, I just think about just like how storytelling is such a big part of everything. So yeah. in that way, exactly. it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're also talking about a huge franchise like Gears of War. Yes. And then, three. you know, yeah. And then, I mean, Rage 2, you know, being uh, published by, uh, how do you say it? Uh, they do, you know, Elder Scrolls and stuff. Beth, Bethesda? Uh, Bethesda. Bethesda. Yeah. Dude, I mean, these are huge video Company. game publishing yeah, companies. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, kind of to take it back to, like, you know, cartoons and whatnot and, you know, representation for people of color and, you know, the queer community, mm-hmm. you were on Craig of the Creek. Yeah. Which is a show that we all love here. Incredible like, show. You know, when we watch Craig of the Creek, it's one of those things where it's just like, man, like, I remember I used to do this stuff when <laughs> I was 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, how was it working on that show? Yeah, it was so much fun. I get to play uh, Amanatis Muslim character. Um, but it's just like so fun. I love it when we don't have to talk about like identity. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. person when when the when the person who's historically not represented on screen gets to be on screen and have other character quirks other than like right. what their identity is, right? Because I think that's mm-hmm. where it's at now. Um, and it's just so much fun. The entire team is so open, so playful. Um, like, yeah, just like open to play. So whenever I've been on gone in for sessions for that, um, it just feels really just collaborative and, and, and fun. Ooh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's just one of those shows where it's like when you watch it, it feels real, if that makes any sense. Because yeah. you, know, you watch yeah. a lot of cartoons and it's just like you can watch it and it's just like, okay, like this just feels like a cartoon world. Whereas when you watch Craig of the Creek, like all of this stuff could really happen in real life. Like, you know, these real life experiences that you see on the show, like uh, one of the episodes you were on, it was the one with the monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the creature from the yeah. Black Lagoon. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and it's just like, you know, like I said, when I was a kid, I was afraid of di- I was afraid it's of the dinosaur going to come in the house and kill me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> every time. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if somebody came to the door and they was dressed up like a raptor. You know, I yeah. thought that it was, my life was over. Like, that's what would have happened. So were you yeah. scared of clowns growing up, Banks? No, but that's funny that people are afraid of clowns. Now, not to joke people who are afraid of clowns, but, like, there are people out there that are afraid of clowns. And I'm surprised. I, that that surprises me. Well, how? I don't think there's a lot of people our age <laughs> or maybe younger who are afraid of clowns because clowns nowadays are nowhere near as creepy looking as those clowns from the 70s and yeah. 80s. Those were terrifying. Those are terrifying looking clowns. Like, who wanted that at their birthday party? Yeah, remember, uh, hey. what was the show that you used? Was Bo- it Bobo? Bo- Bo- yeah. Bozo. Yeah, man. Super well, creepy. Guy. I mean, well, growing up, Look I feel like Ronald. the reason why... I feel like the reason why I wasn't afraid of clowns because, you know, growing up in the black community, we had homie the clown. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Homie yeah, the clown, like, though. he won't really, you know, he, he don't play that. no joke. It's so he, true. Yeah, homie yeah. don't play that. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, I, I wanted to meet homie the clown. And I, right. had, I had one of, uh, what are they called? Like the stuff. Did he dolls. have action figures? Yeah, that's yeah. My uncle, my <laughs> uncle had bought one for me, Funny. but I used to beat him up because you know, on a living color, he used to always beat people up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really wish that I did not beat that doll up because I'm pretty sure that thing would have been worth <laughs> a lot of money today. For sure. Right. And maybe it's down there in uh up there in uh, grandma's attic, like you claim <laughs> everything else hey. is. Hey, yeah. real talk though, for real. Like my grandma has like this giant six foot Easter bunny in a suit, yo. And, oh my god! And, and D and D that day it was it was Easter. I was gonna bring that bunny over to your house too, man, <laughs> to scare the kids. And it's just like we we used to beat that bunny up too, man. Because it's just like like who has a six foot bunny? Who right, has right. It? But who has one? Like it doesn't make any sense at all. But um, man, take it, get fired down, up over here. Yes, yeah. Leave grandma because, alone. Hey, hey, look, yes, hey, look, I'm dressed as a hey, Sunday. I'm dressed uh, in my Sunday best. Like yes. I go to church. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wanted to bring up too, like you were in What Men Want, and you were mm-hmm. working with Taraji P. Henson, Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. movie, like it was crammed with like a bunch of stars and whatnot. Like, how was it working in that film? Because I went to go see it on Valentine's Day when it came out, and it was awesome. Yeah. Um Taraji P. Henson is the sweetest thing ever. She's so, so, mm-hmm. so sweet. Um, super kind, super funny. Seeing her work was really amazing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also uh, 
a Will Packer production. So uh, yeah, it was just like uh, the producers are, are super lovely too. So just super happy to have been on that show and played with everybody yo what's good everybody it's me your boy benjamin banks and i am talking about our sponsor duan o'neill who is dropping his new book dear dominic which you can get off of amazon where he pretty much plants a roadmap for his son dominic and tells him how to get through the country as a minority make sure that you check his book out and go to amazon and pick it up now, I want to get to this before, you know, we get to some mm-hmm. other stuff. But now it's time to talk about The Great Pretender. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been waiting for this point to get to this part of the interview. Yes, and, uh, yo, like I said early when we first started, this show is amazing. You know, I wish that more people would watch it because, like, it's such an amazing show. We had, uh, you know, when we first interviewed Alan Lee, you know, he said that, this was one of the greatest anime of the time. He compared it you to know, he compared Cowboy. It to Cowboy, mm. Cowboy Beat Bob, which is another, you know, anime that people like they hold highly. So yeah. like how Cold was class. it? How was it working on a great pretender? It was so much fun. It was so much fun. I really love the Abby character. It was like a dream to be able mm-hmm. to be a character who gets to play other characters. I feel like that's every actor's dream, you know, oh, just yeah. the 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 dynamic of her, even kind of when I first saw the so the audition size, I was like, this chick is awesome. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, that first intro scene where she is just like acting like that wild character. Uh-huh. Um, and then gets to just be like super like, just like dry as hell. Um, oh, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. And it was so much fun. And I think it was also just like really well written. Um, so in that way, I just like loved how every couple episodes I was able to put on another uh, front for Abby. Yeah, putting on another mask in a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, was it was it a title that kept you on your toes because you didn't really know what you were going to be getting out of her? Yeah. As a character, it, like, it definitely did. It was like a lot of um, a lot of like, okay, so what are we going to do next? What are we going to yes. do next? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I so in that way, it was it, was it was really fun, and I also hope there's there's more to come because it was it was so fun, and I mm-hmm. think the entire cast was was so good and just each of the character dynamics are so wild and, yes. and I love them. Seemed like a fun project to just be a part of. And yeah. uh, like you were saying, it is kind of ending on a, it did end on a cliffhanger in a way. So yep. mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I hope for more. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want to know, what was your favorite case from the show? I think oh, my favorite case. Hmm. Okay. So the one that felt like the most, um, like, like the one that it feels most like it's near to my heart, I would say is um, the one where the, the pilot case, I don't remember yeah, the number. Yeah. Uh, case three? Was, yeah. was that case two? Singapore. It was that three. Was, that I was the second case. Second case. No, that was oh, the second was the case. second? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The third is the uh, paintings. That was yes. that one. Oh, believe, okay. Yeah, yeah. The gallery. Yeah, in London. Yep. And that one felt really special because it was like, we get to find out another side of Abby that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that one felt really, really special in terms of just like acting and seeing another side of Abby and discovering another side of Abby. Just really good writing mm-hmm. um, and storytelling. Very fun. Yeah. And, and then I. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it really reminds me of like an updated loop in the third, is yes. what the show kind yeah. of. It's just uh, more developed, you mm-hmm. know? It's mm-hmm. not as centered around just the one character, really. As yeah. Lupin the Third is, it's like you get a little bit of all the cast. And it's oh, so yeah, fun. for sure. So fun. 
Yeah. I mean, just get to see like what, like what's, what's happening and just, Mm -hmm. because the thing is, I think all the characters on, on that show are like incredibly like flawed to some degree, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, they're, they're pulling off cons, you know, like they could easily be seen as not good people, but they're written in such a way where they all have so much humanity to them. So Mm. I feel like that case was the one we got to see a little bit of Abby's humanity and why she is who she is. Right. Um, so there's, uh, I think that one was one that feels most important to me. I think the one that was the funnest to me was the first case and the first episode <laughs> where we first meet Abby and there's that like wild pool scene and yeah. she's pretending like she's on drugs. So it was just yeah. so fun. So it was yeah. so fun. That first episode was pretty amazing. It was so much going on. Yeah. I think yeah. is what it was. It was like, you get the, uh, the usage of multiple languages and then you're like, uh, is something wrong with my TV? That's yeah. what everybody <laughs> said. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it was just, it was just very, um, very unique, I'll say. Yes. Yeah, it was just like, what's going on right here? So, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really, really well done. <laughs> yep. Yes, very well done. That's and right. I, think yes. that, I think that goes to NYAB, too, and their decisions, right. like how they decided yep. to go about that, keeping that, you know, keeping the, sure. the different languages and mm-hmm. um, just the way they pulled things together that allowed for a lot of the authenticity to remain in a way that another creative person may not have done, but it worked. So, yes, top to them. Yeah. Yep. Hey, no yeah. risk it, no biscuit. That's what they said. <laughs> right. No risk, I like no that. biscuit. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like how, uh, you know, with every case and with every episode, it's like it always left you wanting to come back for more. Because I remember I was watching case one and I want to say it was episode either three or four. And it was the one where um, where Laurent and Abby, they ended up getting shot by the police. And <laughs> right. I remember like this dude D was calling me. And he was like, pick up your phone. I was like, bro, <laughs> it's just like, I, like, I need to see know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then when you see that twist and he's just like, bro, like, like, why don't people talk about this yeah. anime? Like Too when I say like show. this anime is, is fire and yeah. it's like, it needs more yes, attention. It and it just goes back to what we were saying earlier about how, you know, the companies, they see when a bunch of people are watching it and like you have to show yeah. up because it's like the more people that watch it and show up then it's just like okay let's go ahead and make another season of this and like d said like it ends on a cliffhanger and i want to see more i mean even if they don't do uh, another season like i would love to see a movie that like mm. officially like wrap everything up because it's like you can't just leave us like this. you know what i'm saying <laughs> you can't don't do that do to us yeah do <laughs> yeah yeah no that's so real also, another thing that uh, I thought was interesting is something that the other actors have said is that, you know, this was one of the first projects where it's like nobody was in studio when it mm. came to recording this. Yeah. Like, how, was, how was that experience for you? Bless NYAV Pose for walking, walking me through setting up my home booth. <laughs> it was... It was a lot. And it was also kind of a scary time as an actor because you know you have no other work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Voice over is exactly. the one thing. So it was also learning how to be an actor in, a, in your closet along with a sound engineer at the same time. So, you know, because you had to like design a booth that was recordable in it. And because NYAD was the first, well, one of, I think we also, th- there, there was some other stuff too. So it wasn't, that wasn't the only thing I was, I was recording at that time, but it was, it was hard, you know? And to this day, I'm like, great. I love the idea of being able to walk from my bedroom into my closet and go to work, you know, and, and record straight from home. But I think it is a little hard and my closet doesn't have air conditioning, (laughs) but bless. I'm also so, 
so, so grateful that work was able to continue in that way. Um, so just, I just have so much appreciation, um, for voiceover. And also it's like, you know, doing it safe. Cause there is a world where some, some studios could have been like, no, we want you to come in. Mm-hmm. But the fact that people were like, no, let's invest extra time and make sure that you can record from home safely. That was, that was dope too. Yeah. Yeah. And you got extra time to work on the material, right? From, it wasn't as rushed and go, go, go. Like you got to develop the character, I guess, a little bit more than normal circumstances. Yeah. But then in a way it was still kind of, it was still kind of go, go, go. Cause uh, I th- I don't think animation or voiceover skipped a beat as soon as the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. If anything, it ramped up. So if anything, it kind of went from like, like, okay, cool, 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 cool. To like, this is our only option for content. Everyone start pushing out animation, you know, or, or dubbing or whatever, whatever right. it was. Yeah. I definitely think that I can see it ramping up because it's like, it's way more now that, you know, so many uh, voice actors and voice actresses are, you know, doing home studios due to the pandemic. It's like, why wouldn't it ramp up? You know what I'm saying? You don't have to wait for people to come in and shoot and schedule to come in and shoot. It's easier, I think. So I could definitely see that happening. It does yeah. seem like more content has dropped since the pandemic. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, a lot of um, I more feel people like, at home. I feel like we're sort of in this place where even now, like and a couple months ago, like the con- continuous conversation was like, if we were ever talking to a production company, like it was like animation, like we want animation, you know, because it was the one thing that's foolproof where you can just email files. People do not have to be in the same room. Um, so I'm curious to see how that impacts animation content to come from now on, you know, like are people going to look back and be like mm, golden age of animation, you know, um, or, or, de- or anime or whatever it is. So I think we still have yet to see its repercussions. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say this as a mix engineer. I, the mix engineers do not like it though, because you got yeah. so That's many right. different recordings from so many different oh setups yeah. that you yeah. have to now make sound like it's from the same place. It is very challenging, very yeah, difficult. Yeah. And those guys have been heroes. And heroes. Heroes. And as a guy in a hoodie, I'll agree with Travis. <laughs> <laughs> and as a guy with a tie on, heroes. I agree with Travis too. Yes, that's right. Here, here. Hey, tra- hey, Trav, he makes us sound like a million bucks when all of these episodes Correct. come out. Wow. So, hey, thank you right. up to Trav for that. You yeah, know, we- it's... No, don't oh, no, 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 you can go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, it's it's literal magic what y'all do, you know? And and really, like, steering the ship, don't get enough credit. You know, do mm-hmm. not get enough credit. Yeah, guy behind the scenes usually doesn't. Uh-huh. Right. Hey, I know Trav's loving this. He's getting all hey, love right hey, now. Hey, look, it's just Trav, like, man. That's right. Trav, just I know, like, I know uh, we really don't, we don't give you pats on the back uh, that often, man. But, you know, sometimes we got to show you love. Yeah, it, it took 135 episodes, but it's here, baby. Well, yeah, hey, look, sometimes Trav is the guy in the heist that's waving the gun in the air telling us to hurry up. So yeah, that's right. Not, hey, uh, that's right. Trav's hey. that guy like, we got to go. We got to go. That's why uh, we gotta you know, go. Trav is our Gamby in the Trav. Oh, okay. Mm, you know, he, okay. he has everything set for us. Now, something that I wanted to bring up is because, you know, when it comes to voice acting and acting, we really haven't had a lot of people come up here that uh, do both. You know, you have some people that do a little bit of acting, but voiceover is just their main thing. But with you, it's just like it's right down the middle. So I want to ask you, like, which one do you like doing more? Do you like acting on camera or do you like being behind the mic? Yeah, I think I didn't know I was going to go into voiceover. But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that 
I have found this thing that is literally a huge part of my life and brings me so much joy and also teaches me a lot about acting. I feel like they they very much go hand in hand. There's things about voiceover that's taught me about acting. I wouldn't be able to do voiceover if it wasn't for my acting background. So mm-hmm. to me, they almost just feel like a different, like muscles, just like different, different moves, you know, right. like different exercises. Um, but I love them immensely both. And I feel like I'm, I'm grateful to have both because like if, if something in one is, is frustrating me or something like that, then it's like the other that I can like pull in, pull into. And, and even just like a lot of, I'm also grateful that a lot of the, the voiceover stuff I've worked on, it hasn't just been comedic. Like there's been some really dramatic stuff I've worked on for voiceover. And in that it's been, it's been so illuminating on, on the acting end in general. So I just have such a deep love and and appreciation for, for both. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So um, what projects did you have coming up uh, currently? Yeah. So coming up is some exciting stuff. Um, Some other um, animation shows coming, coming out hopefully soon um, that I'm, that, and video game stuff that I'm excited about. Nice. Um, and then, um, on the acting end, uh, there is, um, that w- so a short that I was just in, uh, got released on HBO max just on Friday called coffee shop name. So definitely check that out again. Just like we were talking about numbers matter. Right. Um, hey, we're we going to support you. We're going to check it out. Yes. Uh, we and support, it was, hey, we support everybody that come up here on leveling up with Benjamin Banks because we like Olive Garden. And when you're here, <laughs> you're family. So we're going to definitely check it out. <laughs> we ride for it. our people. Up I appreciate here. it. No. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And it's that, it's that slide right there. It's that photo. That's coffee shop names. Um, it's a short with uh, Danny Pudi and Karen Sony. So that just released. And then um, I'm going to TIFF, uh, the film festival, Toronto International Film Festival, next week for a premiere of um, a project I worked on called The um, Scythe Family Christmas Eve Game Night, uh, directed by Fazia Mirza. And then I, I wrote in it and star in it um that's gonna have its world premiere soon so um doing that and then i'm also on a cw show right now um filming a kind of a recurring role on that so hopefully can share more news about that soon too nice that's awesome that's Ew. awesome and, yeah. and i know you can't say anything about it but if it is superman and lois we're gonna ride for you all the way man. Hey. <laughs> It is. Hey, hey, right. hey, double double pinkies up for that, yo. But um, um, I'm really excited about it. I just feel like it's gonna be also one like that has really strong rep- like diverse representation. So, um, yeah, just yeah, excited to share more. Hopefully soon. <laughs> I wanted to ask uh, the Saeed family uh, Christmas Eve game night. Like I saw the picture on Instagram, and it looks like it's gonna be a really fun movie. So mm-hmm. it's definitely something that I want to check out when it comes out. Yeah. Can, now, can you say like when it's going to be coming out? I, w- I would assume around the holidays, around November, December. Yeah. So that's actually it's a it's a short film right now. We are the we're working on developing it into a feature. Mm-hmm. So so we don't know yet. Um, but just feeling really, um, you know, it's like a queer Muslim rom com. So mm-hmm. um, just excited about what we can do with it. And I love love yeah, love, awesome. love the collaboration with the director. Fazi Mirza is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's going to be, it's sort of like this process where we're hitting TIFF first as our first premiere of it ever. And then we'll see how things grow and, 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 and develop. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said, it's definitely something that I wanted to check out. Uh, Trav, you can go ahead with your question now. 
Yeah, no, I just, you know, before D really dives into his wrap-up question, um, I know you just do a lot of outside stuff, out like an advocate for so many things, mm. um, for equality and stuff. And, you know, I saw the stuff with Shift that you mm -hmm. do. I didn't know if you wanted to maybe talk about that stuff for a little bit and just kind of share with people what it is you're doing. Yeah, thanks, Trav. Um, for sure. Um, so uh, Shift is a gender equity and racial equity uh, group that uh, co-founded with two of my other co-founders, Natalie Bui and Baleen Mahara. We did it about 2017. Um, we just wanted a way to talk about um, sexual harassment, to talk about racial equity, to talk about all, all those things, um, but through our own lens. So, um, and, uh, so we do what we call like justice, diversity, equity, and inclusion work. So JD, right. JDEI. Um, so we do, uh, trainings and, and consults and, and workshops, uh, to be able to talk to, to, about, um, you know, from various topics, what's a microaggression to what is racial capitalism to what is consent culture. So, um, really love the work that I'm able to do with them. And I feel like it's intertwined with what I'm trying to do on screen and through my voice, you know, because <laughs> as y'all have probably heard in our conversation, I care about proper representation and sort of what that has to do with the larger picture a lot. I feel like that's my, my mission in, in showing up in, in the ways I do. So it's um, through the work of shift that sort of comes hand in hand with that. And because um, I truly believe the power of storytelling and, and media on how on larger systems of racism and, and sexism in, in this country. So it's all intertwined, y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to do their, their part. And uh, kudos to you again, you know. You know, they say they say you stand for something or you, you fall for anything. You know? mm -hmm. It's good to stand for something. For yeah, sure. I 100% mm -hmm. agree with you. And, you know, I support what you're doing. You know, last year when all of the stuff was going on with uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff, you know, I was out there in the streets protesting and, you know, on social mm -hmm. media, uh, you know, just being a person that a lot of people would come to and ask questions or need information or you know, just seeing what they could do to be better people or to learn more about, you know, Black culture and how they could help. And I'll say, man, like, it was very, very draining. Like, Trav and yeah. D, they can tell you, man, like, there were times I was, I wasn't getting any sleep because I was talking to so many people. And it's like, you, you want to be there for people, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, everybody has questions, but at the same time, it's just like you have to uh, know when to let people rest too, yeah. because it's just like like last year, like I was mentally and emotionally mm. drained like that entire summer. And you know, more power to you for you know starting this and you know just you know using your platform to help show and educate people because I I know that like it's a it's a tough struggle, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. you know, it's positive when you're able to have a positive outcome on people. So that way that they can become better people. So Pinky's up to you for doing that oh, and your crew. Thank you. And, and like, like just a lot of love for, for what you just shared. Cause yeah, it is, it is labor. It is emotional labor to be talking about all these things. And that's why we mm -hmm. founded shift. Cause we wanted to create this company that it could be mm -hmm. like, okay, you want like, let's talk about it. And also how do we mm -hmm. do it? Placing women of color at the forefront of these conversations and also making space for companies and whether it is companies or, or studios or, um, you know, production companies, it's like, how do you start realizing that we have to embed it at every 
level, like we have to embed justice, diversity, equity, inclusion at every angle and every level so that it, it's not on the shoulders and on the burden of the people who are the most impacted by it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hear that. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that. Round of applause so, right there. That's right. Hey, I love it. I love it. Now, my final question for you, and indeed he can go into his final question, is, you know, when you're not acting, when, you know, you're not doing stuff with Shift, like, what are some things that you're into? Like, what are some of your hobbies? I hmm. see that you're the karaoke master, so. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Love a good karaoke. And apparently into Connect Four. Can, that's my game. I <laughs> You can't there are very me, few people who could be me at Connect Four. Very few people who could be me at Connect Four. Mm, Did you just say you could be? This guy. I really I, don't I can, know. This guy couldn't even beat my eight-year-old daughter in Connect. Now, why are you? <laughs> see now. See now. This Try is the thing. Easy. Of course, he's gonna sit here and lie. Now, his his eight-year-old daughter. I'll say, well, she's she's eight now, but you know, every time I would go over to his house, yeah. I would always play Connect Four with her, and I would always destroy yeah. her. But the thing, the thing is, is that, you know, over time, like she started getting better and she right. finally did. And she finally did beat me. And I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. it comes with, you know, continuing to play repetition and like learning. So it's like, yeah, she can, <laughs> she can beat me now. I'll give her credit where it's due, but it's just like <laughs> connect four is my game. Yeah, I don't give know if her, her flowers, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give her her flowers and I'll give her her birthday gifts too. But <laughs> like. I don't know if you've ever been to Dave and Buster's, but they have like the giant connector yeah. over there. Man, yo, I love destroying guys in front of their girlfriends at, and connect for this there, guy. Like, nah, this guy. Don't, I, I don't mean, worry see, about him. This see, is the real banks right nah, here. You just see, to let you know. This is, it's that time. Hey, look, I can I carry my Nintendo 64 controller on me. I went to somebody's house on his birthday, he gave did. him a 10-second head start, and I still beat him in Diddy Kong right here. So, <laughs> he did so like, do that. I'm just saying, man. That like, did happen. He's, there, did to, happen. he's there to beat him. <laughs> and it was on video. Hey, well, you stay off my air hockey table, you'll be just fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> but no, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, no. Know, I, when it comes to Connect Four, like I get I get we'll see. Up, We'll okay. see. <laughs> Very few people. I can count on my hands. Yeah. If there's a virtual Connect for it, we have to play. Right, it's on. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and we got, and we have to film this. And it's, right. And it's gonna, it's gonna be like the versus battles. It's like who do you have your money? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh my god. We um, got, and we, we gotta get Steve Harvey to be the. the <laughs> mm-hmm. Who knows Steve Harvey? Whoops. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, spare time, it's honestly, when I have downtime, it's it's reading and scary movies. Like, I am obsessed with scary movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's the same here. I don't even really watch TV that much. It's literally just scary scary stuff. I like that. I love that. So, yeah. so I take it that you're ready for October. And I'm all the horror so ready for October. I cannot wait. I'm just like, as soon as October hits, I'm like, I guess I got to watch something scary every day. But my issue is that like, yeah, 31 days. Yeah. But like my problem is like, I can't, another reason why I try not to watch TV that much is again, because like if I start something, like I'm not a go episode by episode person. Like I have to watch everything Mm -hmm. at once. And unless I do, I cannot sleep. Mm -hmm. So I I have to be very careful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to October. Uh, when yes. you did your, what was it? 31 black, 31 did you? black yes. people who survived in horror films. Oh, it was survived. Never oh, mind. Oh, that's so Never good. Mind. Never mind. Yeah. I was going to hey. ask you if you had the the cop from, uh, 
Monster Squad, but you said no. He no, yeah, yeah, no, that's well. Yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. You answered my question by you know you answered it. <laughs> but no, no, it that, it's like honestly because I'm I'm just trying to think. I'm like, man, I did 31 black people who survived, but I'm just like, I don't know if I could do it again. I mean, like, I, I feel like I would have probably to not. really dig hard to try and find you know more movies. You would probably like, have to start using international films as well. Probably. You could probably do it if you did that. There's, a, there's so much. It's like, that, yeah, you know, a lot of the films that I've used were films where it's like you know people had seen or people um, they forgot, but it was definitely a challenge because yeah. I mean, like, how many films do you know of where it's just like somebody black survives? Like, usually they're the first person to get killed. Like, I can't remember yeah. what movie it was that uh, Donald Glover was in. Uh, what is it, Lazarus or something like that? It was, it like was something, but it's familiar. like it's like they showed that he died in the trailer. I'm just like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is like, I love Donald Glover, but I'm just like, they could at least wait it for the movie to come. They were out, like, but... they, they, the audience knows he's gonna die. We'll just yeah. show it. <laughs> yeah, just show it. Get him in the seats. I'll do my wrap up questions right now. For sure, um, for sure, for sure. You only you get three because just because <laughs> you hinted at it at the beginning of this. Um, I'm here. Who for is it. your favorite Harry Potter character? Mm, Bellatrix. Uh, oh like, wow, what a pick! Hands down. Okay. Yeah, hands that was like down. very fun. Um, she's so sporadic. I bet that was a fun role for her to play. Oh, for sure. Um, That's like a dream role. I like. I just. Yeah, I mean. Bellatrix like, and Harley Quinn. That's all I want. Okay. Yeah. But look at Banks just, just sitting there. Look at Banks just sitting there, not knowing yeah, what's going on. But let's say hey, I wasn't <laughs> gonna say anything. Yeah, he ain't got time to say. I he can't just sit here. Like, I, I was what's gonna be Bellatrix? like, man. I wish I knew who they were talking about. Is that a spell? Bellatrix. Yeah. Hey, as soon as she said Harley Quinn, I said, okay, all right. He's about to start Um. Okay. Second question. Growing up, did you have a horror movie? Or a TV show that really creeped you out or stuck with you? Go. The Others, for sure. The oh Others, my God. The God. others was so good. That was when I fell okay. in love with horror. It was Hell literally yeah. when I fell in love with horror. I was, like, really young, too. I don't know, like, Hell I probably yeah. shouldn't have watched that. So, well, it wasn't uh, that There's young. a lot of them we shouldn't have watched when we were yeah. young. Yeah, I remember it's sense. Like, But they, it seemed like they were all over the place, kind of. Yeah, I mean, just such good movies. Especially, I, I love... Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no I was going to just say, especially that one, like, uh, Sci-Fi Channel and... Oh, my uh, God. USA wasn't it USA? Is it still USA? Channel eighteen, whatever it is. I don't watch a lot of TV myself, Um, but it was like it was so easy to get your hands on horror. Uh, HBO Mm. used to have them all over. Yeah, so Tales of the Crypt um, was was great show, great comics. Um, Yeah, and I would also read as much horror stuff I could. Yeah, Creep Show is a good one if you want to look into uh, comics. Uh, yeah. There's something called the horror show, which is an old set oh. of horror comics. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh. Horror I don't want to hold comic. you up. Um, no, no, no. What's that called? I want to look at uh, it. Horror show. Horror I think show. that's what it's called. Okay. Horror show. I'll look into that. Um, and then the second question: Did you have a favorite '80s or '90s movie coming up? I mean, you could just double it. Use the same. You know, '80s or '90s movie. You can do. Give me one. Let's one say of the, the Sixth Sense. Let's say the okay, Sixth great. Sense. Okay. Okay. Mm. You know? right, easy. Great movie. Good one. Uh, Shyamalan. Yeah. Love him. He's, uh, he's love good. Him. Um, but yeah, uh, like, follow, subscribe. Thanks. Take us out of here. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's it. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us today, yo. Like, this was really fun and it was a pleasure yes. having you up here. Great Likewise. answers, by the way. Great answers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit, yeah. So before I let you go, let everybody in social media land know where they can find you at. 
Certainly. Uh, my Instagram is my first name, K-A-U-S-A-R, the person on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you check out Coffee Shop Names on HBO. Um, and yeah, I just want to say thank you. I had, I had a lot of fun talking to y'all. So thank yeah. you for having me on yeah. and like, like just uplifting all the, the show and everything y'all do. It's important. So just uh, sending a lot of a lot of love and appreciation for y'all. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate Thank you. that. We appreciate, appreciate these that. guys online the best I can. <laughs> oh, oh, this guy. Hey, I'm up. steering the train here, man. No, I'm just glad not, that y'all you don't steer me. a train first off. Hey, yeah, We're yeah, exactly. steer, hey, it's a flying the train. train. It's a flying train, bro. All right, let's do this outro. If, hey, bro, you don't even have to say it because this is what we are doing. It's just like, man, this is episode three for our great pretender month, man. And we're going to continue to keep knocking it out of the park. Costa, she's awesome. And it's just like, bro, like like I said at the you know, start of this, it's awesome that we're able to do what we do. And, you know, Very I know I have put guest, that... Man. I put that post on uh, Facebook seven years ago saying that I wanted to do something like this and to see where we are now. And like I said on Facebook, it's just like, if you want to do something, it's never too late to start doing a podcast. If you want to get into music, drawing, write a book, you know, you can do it. Bill so, Tolitz? Oh, hey, yeah, there you go. If you want to do that. First step, man, that's all it takes. What did, hey, Trav, what did she say? Uh, what did Katie say in Shang-Chi? If you never take a shot, you're always going to miss. Mm-hmm. Yo, you're never gonna hit. Yeah, if you never if you never take the shot, you're never gonna oh, hit. Man. You miss a hundred percent of shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. That's why you always got to shoot your shot. You Correct. always got to slide into the DMs because you never know if the person is gonna say yes or they're gonna say no or they might just or leave you on red. A mob of kids at you. Because <laughs> they still they still coming after trash. Something, 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 something. Uh, spot them, got them. Hey, but, but you know what? What's up? They, they, the kids be coming, but um, also, you know, got our age group coming in there defending it. You know, uh-huh. and they're like, nah, this dude's trash. So, hey, AD, Trav, oh, wow. you stand. Trav standing there with the hammer, and then he just here on your left. That's right. <laughs> the portals open up. And all mm-hmm. these older gentlemen come out. Uh, oh, oh. And they say, don't say oh. it again. You see the truck driver pull up and get out. <laughs> don't you say it. Exactly oh, what Lord. happens. Oh, man. Oh, man. They told these kids we could do this all day. All day. That's right. All day. He said, "He said, God, I can't believe I used to say that." Yeah, jeez. This dude banks, bro. He's it's weak. like Look it's not. You drooling? <laughs> yeah, I was just drooling. Look, hey, watch said, out that water bug. Hey, yeah, you see the guy. The guy yeah, he said the guy pulled up the truck. Yeah, hey, That's the bus right. driver. That's right. The dude from the Quickie Mart up the street. These kids just don't know what good music is. Nah. Oh, you got the dude. You got the dude <laughs> from 2005 uh-huh. with his pants still sagging. Hey, yes, sir. The Allen Iverson jersey. On. That's right. That's not my hip. This isn't my hip hop. Uh-uh. That's, that's right. You got the dudes from the 90s, mm-hmm. bro. I'm crying. Good. My mission oh man, is D. Let us know where they can find you at the social media. That is gonna be rebellious double underscore D23 Instagram. Come like, follow, subscribe to the channel, and thank you for watching. Trav? That's right, man. And if you're looking for more opinions on Spotum Got Him, you can <laughs> find me on Instagram. Yeah, you can find us. Audio. And you can head on over to the Twitter at T R A V I S C K. 
Hey, Trav, remember, it's like in Spider-Man 2, when he was trying to get to Peter. If you want him, yeah. you want one of us, you got all of us. All of us, exactly. All of us, Adam. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Hey, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, Trav was laying on the uh, subway. Mm-hmm. All the yep. people started to... Yes. Hey, hey, his hair started coming out. Coming out, yep. Part of the people. <laughs> Kidnap Trav. That's what happens. Jesus. Oh, man. Hey, you had the Oscar, the Oscar worthies, the worst these days that Paul was just like, you want him? You got to yeah. get through it. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> getting hot here now. Oh, yeah, man. it is, man. Oh, I know this man over here sweating. Oh, yes, oh, sir. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Thanks. It's your turn. Hey, we don't say that on Sunday, bro. Don't say that on Sunday. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know where you can find me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, at, at KingBenji underscore Banks on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you again for listening to our brand new episode. Make sure that you go on and follow Kostar on all of her social media accounts. Make sure that you check out her video on HBO Max. Uh, what is it? Uh, coffee, coffee Shop? Make coffee sure Shop Talks. That. Coffee yes. Shop Talks. Make sure that you check that out as well and just support her because she's an awesome person. And uh, also make sure that you follow all of the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks social media accounts at Leveling Up Banks. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We also have a YouTube where you can watch the video of this interview and many others at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And if you're feeling generous and would love to donate to us, we do have a Patreon and it is at Leveling Up Banks. Thank you to our patrons who do donate to us because you do help keep the water bugs dead and from crawling on the walls and scaring me. So uh, with that being said, thank you for listening to the episode again. Keep that pinky up, stay positive, and uh, we'll see you next time on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Peace. <laughs>